Welcome to the Altered Life Podcast, a show about the power of human connection, told in various forms from multiple sides. Join us for season one as your host, Michael Castanon, brings you along for conversations that each carry an important message and takeaway you can apply in your own life. You're about to hear part two of a conversation between Michael Castanon, Camille Anderson, and her therapy client, B. Camille Anderson is a licensed therapist that works with patients at Alter Health Group's California Rehab Campus. She is a licensed marriage and family therapist who specializes in substance abuse treatment and trauma treatment. B met Camille through the treatment facility after being rejected from four other facilities previously for her medical condition. Working with Camille has allowed B to experience lasting freedom from addiction and past traumas. The theme of this conversation is about how clear boundaries between a therapist and patient can help to keep the focus on the intended outcomes in therapy. Camille is a proponent of self-disclosure in a sense that sharing her own stories with the patient in mind as a means to help them establishes hope and possibility for a brighter future. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show on your favorite platform. Enjoy today's episode. You touched on so many things there, Kimia. Um, one of the things I want to come back to you on is uh, this thing of boundaries. Like, so, you know, they, there's this, a clinical approach, right? And, and then there's this thing of boundaries and, and sometimes that can get in the way of really conveying care, I think. Uh, like, I always say that uh, there's an insipid nature to the clinical approach and, uh, we need we need to be more inspirational and less insipid, right? So how do you like how do you do that but still do that appropriately? Like what's your what's your technique? And because I think that leads to real breakthroughs, that that real connection. You've got to have that connection because you're working through things that are deeply rooted that don't want to take that don't want to let go of people, right? They want to just keep them in captive and 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 so how do you like how do you break away that insipid kind of, you know, bland approach and make it more deep and rich and, and inspirational? Yeah. So first, I feel like that comes obviously in if you work in this field, you're going to just need to have a lot of empathy and understand uh, like how difficult or try to try to put yourself in that other person's shoes about how difficult what they whatever they went through was for them. Right. From their yeah. stance, because we're all different. But um, like I said, self-disclosure is something that's kind of taboo as a therapist but yep. i noticed that when someone can understand like you maybe have went through something similar i can totally understand how that feels um that connection can become so much stronger i mean i notice even in treatment facilities clients love the care coordinators because they have gone through stuff and they're sitting there talking about the struggle yeah. together yeah. but there's also like you said and i said boundaries right i don't mm-hmm. need this is not my therapy session i'm only going to self-disclose what I think would be helpful for the client, not helpful for me. It's not about me in the session. So yeah. and it's not talking about, you know, the troubles, but it's more talking about the hope. It's more talking about the, what yeah. you can get, that it's possible to get out of that, that, you know, I've, I've seen it, I've seen it in people and other yes. people like believing that, um, that it's possible to kind of get yourself out of that deep, dark hole that you might've dug yourself into. Um, so really it's about what, what's, what's going to help the person in front of me here and to be able to, um, understand that there's hope or to understand that, Ooh, someone else has been through this. I'm not alone. Like 
I thought yeah. I was the only one who's ever been through something like this. Um, yes. Yeah. So more of like a regulated relatability kind of thing. Yeah, is that what you're saying? That's a is great that, Is that how you put it? Yeah, because <laughs> that's what I'm hearing you say. So good for you. That's awesome. And and B, so the thing I wanted to talk to you about when we first talked about is the time. It's been like, it's been a year and a half and congratulations. And so this issue of time, consistency, you know, uh, so much time, so often we want to think that, oh, well, we'll just leave that part of our life behind us. We'll, we'll deal with that in 30 days or 60 days. And then we'll just put that in our rear view mirror. Is that what you did or is it different? It seems like it's different. Can you tell me about that? Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely not. I do not look at it that way anymore. Uh. I now realize that every day I have to be working on this. Wow. Because, yeah, in the past, I've done that and I always end up in the same spot. It's just mm. a vicious cycle. I try to forget about it when I'm doing good. Right. I always end up in the same place. So this time I really made sure that every day I'm working on, you know, what I worked on in my first 30 days. What? So it's like, an, it's like you, you, you maintain an awareness, but it doesn't, it doesn't become an anchor. I heard Kimia talk about, uh, sort of a solutions mindset, like a hopefulness. Uh, how have you started to, you know, what what techniques, what tools have you started to work with to give you more of a solutions mindset, you know, uh, more of a hopeful spirit and still be mindful that, yeah, this happened, but this doesn't define who I am, right? So can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, um, at this point of my life, I'm in a really good place. And honestly, what works for me is thinking about the consequences um, of going mm. back down that road instead of yeah. positives. You know, it's easy to hope for things, but I think the um, mm. terrible things that I went through are a better reminder and they're very motivating to not mess up again. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. So over time, uh, you guys have got, you know, this relationship that you've poured into each other and built upon and, uh, you know, have really dedicated yourselves to, uh, it, as in, you know, this therapeutic alliance, this relationship, the working alliance, you know, what's been the most difficult thing you've worked through together? Like, what would be that thing that you guys think? Uh, and from each of your perspective, as the help seeker, being and as the help giver, Kimia, you may not think it's the same thing. So I'd be interested to hear each of you kind of tell me about that. B, you want to start? What do you think the, the most difficult thing that you guys have worked through together? Um, yeah, I think it was definitely the deeper parts of all the trauma I've been through. I think um, mine was pretty severe and it took me so many years to finally work through it and forgive myself for the things I've done. I think being willing to talk about those things, because in all, all, all honesty, nobody really wants to, you know, share the most intimate parts of their life with somebody else. But I think yeah. it's, it's crucial to grow past those things and to see them in a different light. So, you know, we tend to hate on ourselves and 
really beat ourselves up for those past mistakes, but somebody telling you that it's okay and, you know, it'll get better and that in the scope of things, it's really not that big of a deal and nobody else really cares. Yeah, it's a big part of it for me was thinking about how people judge me and, you know, just all the embarrassing things I did, but, you know, just realizing that, yeah, nobody cares about what I did and finally accepting that and forgiving myself. That was definitely the hardest part. Camille's vulnerability and strategic self-disclosure as a therapist has helped be tremendously. And inside of that, there have been strong boundaries to ensure that the relationship is focused on B's healing. In this way, B has been able to work through some intense trauma and self-destructive patterns that have resulted in lasting positive results. Number one, boundaries. Boundaries require consistency and care. Be mindful of your intentions when setting boundaries. They can set you free. And self-disclosure. As a therapist, if you choose to practice self-disclosure, be mindful of only sharing aspects that will be beneficial to the patient. We'd love to hear from you. Please rate and review this show on your favorite platform and let us know what you think or if you have any suggestions for future episodes.